1: So download the free Anka app now, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. All right, before you ask, Tia. Yeah. How are you doing?
2: I'm great, Rana. I'm. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, this is a big deal for us. I mean, I know we're going to get to it, but happy this anniversary. Our,
1: this is our fiftieth. This, this is, is our. This is our golden.
2: Five oh.
1: I have to say, it has flown by for me. I,
2: I'm telling you, fifty feels like twenty.
1: Well, it is. 50 is a new 30 anyway.
2: It is. It is. Yeah. But it feels like we've barely been doing this at all. And yet, when you look back on all the stuff Ask Rana Productions has accomplished, you'd think that we'd been in business for years.
1: <laughs> Shades of Vanilla Productions.
2: Shades of Vanilla. There you yeah. go. You SO the SOV S-O-V-Prods has really knocked it out of the park. We've done more in a year than some people have done in a hundred years.
1: In a lifetime. That's right, Ron. It's so true. But you know what? We're passionate people.
2: We are. Sensual.
1: And we don't settle for less. We don't settle for less.
2: No. We are are thinking with our minds and our bodies and our palates at all times.
1: I'm so delighted with our guest today, and I can't wait to get to him. But we were really trying to come up with a winner for our 50th. But the truth is, we have had so many fabulous guests This summer, A plus
2: after A plus, and and
1: by the way, we have even more coming. I hate to tell you, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: by the way, you're right. I mean, I'm not going to say who, but there's a lot coming.
1: Yeah. Oh, we have huge. Oh, we have huge. This is the beginning of huge. This
2: was our first humongoid and it goes humongoid from here. We
1: Exactly. We had big and now we're moving into huge. Exactly. And Paul Fig is kicking us off for huge. For, to Excuse our huge me.
2: month, to sweeps. Excuse me.
1: That's, yeah. This is a sweeps month. That's, no it question. It
2: certainly is. No,
1: supermarket sweeps month. <laughs> That's right. Now, I just want to address the elephant in the room, which is that I have a little band-aid on my face. So, is there it. any eagle? Well, maybe I tried to be very careful. I, of course, put on my gorgeous palette of makeup, but then I have a little round circular bandaid because I had to have a little uh, a little biopsy of a little piece of t- a little something that looked a little irregular. Got it. Don't worry. I'm going to be fine, even I though hope you expressed so. no concern whatsoever the moment I saw it.
2: Well, because you didn't, and I try to match you. Uh huh.
1: But what I no, Brana. I'm, I'm
2: honestly. Do you have everything drawn up the way you need to have it drawn up? I mean, like, are are your is everything settled?
1: Am I leaving everything to you? Was that quite the question, Brana? I
2: would never say something so gauche. I just want to make sure that you're just all your hoping affairs- you have
1: six free months in the carriage house. If I pass, that they don't kick you out the next day.
2: I don't know what you have set up, Ronna. I'm just saying, like, it takes me a long <laughs> time to figure out. My
1: affairs in order. That's what you're asking.
2: Me. Are your affairs in order?
1: <laughs> my affairs are in order. But what I wanted to say is I was in the waiting room. So this meant that I had to go into a doctor's office. Okay. And I don't know if we've discussed this in its entirety. I think we've touched on it. But there were very few things that drive me crazier. And I blame reality TV for this. But then the current trend.
2: Did they try to give (laughs) you a red bell pepper?
1: The fact that you would even say that to me. Because what you know is the second annual, that I'm very Pavlovian, and the minute anyone even it mentions, actually did take you a, mentions <laughs> a red pepper, I can taste it. Oh, if anyone no. even mentions a red pepper, I can taste it, and then the flavor stays with me all day.
2: Oh, no. I'm so sorry.
1: I'm like a Stanislav technique actor. Right. Sense memory. It comes Compli- right back. It's to
2: right me. there. No, tell me, Ronna, what happened? I
1: could have been in the Moscow Actors Theater, you know, the, the, the very famous. The,
2: the, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, the one that changed the, the game. The. The. The.
1: In any event, people not only talking on their phone on speakerphone, <sighs> but people that think their phone is a television and that they take that television with them wherever they go. Right. So they can watch or listen or see a video. Now, I've seen varying degrees of this. The other thing I hate is the talk text.
2: I hate that. I hate it too.
1: There's nothing I hate more stupid.
2: It makes you look stupid.
1: Stupid. Completely. base. And it makes me say, oh, you don't know how to read or write when people do the talk text? Yeah. Because you got to go back and clean it up anyway. Or what's even worse, you don't clean it up. Oh, and, and that's people, who you are,
2: and that's by the way, Rana. There was a period where people were cleaning it up, and I yeah. think that is really expiring. I think more and more people are not.
1: There is nothing more insulting, yeah, than getting one of those garbage jumble talk texts where you think you didn't even have the decency to type out a text or to clean it up before you sent it to me. Yeah, but these people that are watching. A video of this taking a FaceTime call while they walk, whatever it is. I'm sitting in this gorgeous, serene weight room mm-hmm. waiting to have my biopsy done. Mm. When I tell you there was a woman who started watching a Dateline episode, what? A Dateline episode of all the things. It's usually a little piece of a video or somebody sent you a link or it's a, the end of a podcast, just something. Ronna, this don't woman, tell
2: me you didn't get hooked. Don't this, tell me you didn't get hooked. Of course I
1: did. John Quinones was the host. I knew because I could hear it from across the room.
2: There's no way I can't get hooked, even in that divorce That was around
1: surfaces. the time that yep. Carol started to ask herself. Yeah if her husband was really who she thought he was.
2: Yep. Yeah. She was the life of the party. Everyone loved her. She just we, she had so much energy
1: listening to a Dateline episode, watching a Dateline episode in the doctor's office waiting room. While I they have the ridiculous music on and every, I mean it was it was it was more than I've witnessed.
2: I'm humiliated for that. And then you. there was
1: another woman there who had her phone in a Ziploc bag as though that was going to protect her from everything. Typing through a Ziploc bag. Sure, yeah. Those people that you want to say to them, you know, the bag's dirtier than the phone.
2: Yeah, it's like the gloves thing. It's like, well, I mean, you she, still can't do anything. She was also you... wearing gloves. Sure.
1: And yeah. a face shield, which, which was on her lap.
2: Great. Watching well, I, a date I, Watching a the... date line
1: episode. Okay. Well, Ronna, you know you,
2: do you think you're going to be okay?
1: You know what? I'm going to be I great. For you. And I'll tell you why I'm going to be great, because it's right. FFDF. And I'm so excited and we're gonna to get to this later, but when Mr. Feek's here, we're gonna ask people to make us a gorgeous drink in honor of our 50th. You know, my favorite thing is when people name drinks after me. Drinks Does and sand and what it's happened about four or five times. Of course. You don't think like there's a the the shades Rana? of vanilla there's a shades, shades of, of vanilla, vanilla cocktail in San Francisco, of course. But there's three wow. or four drinks that people have named after me. And I'm thinking Basil Hayden. Remember when he wrote in?
2: Yes, I do. And I, I really have let him down.
1: I'm but thinking yes. Basil Hayden, who was doing his gin smash or his this or his that or whatever. I think he's a candidate for a dra- making a drink for us. I think Josh Kamsen, head of the co-op board, is a candidate for making a drink for us. There were a few people out there who I know are who real are up bartenders. Yeah. Yeah. And I want them to invent a cocktail using gin for sure, but certainly adding stalls if possible. And I want them to invent a gin cocktail in honor of our 50th. And it has to be a Rana and Brian, or they can create two, but it's either sure. a Rana and Brian theme drink or a Rana or and Rana a Brian. Or
2: a Brian. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I love it, Rana. And you know what? This is also going to be a test to see if people have been listening. Because I know a few ingredients that you don't specifically like very much.
1: Well, that's that I don't, absolutely true. And
2: that I don't either. So I'm curious to see what what our d- devotees come up with.
1: Yes. Think of us. Don't think of you. How many times do we have to say it? How many times that's do we right. have to say it? Dio, what's going on? I think we have some updates.
2: Not too much. I want to thank you again for letting me um, spend the night at the vineyard this weekend. I just, I, As you know, you're out of town and I just... Had a, practically a nervous breakdown when I heard you were going to have to go in, and I just, I had to get off, so thank well,
1: you. Well, yes, and I can see that you're in, uh, oh gosh, that's the only room that hasn't been redone in the whole venue, I would say. I
2: know. <laughs> well, that's the only one you would let me stay in.
1: <laughs> well, it used to, it was Bob's office for a minute. That's why it's dark green. He loves oh. a, a gentleman's club. Yeah, sure. And then it became, Jordan started using it as like an editing bay.
2: Yes, there's weird equipment here.
1: Yeah, and that's why there's the Casablanca. But then I said, you know what? We had an extra bed because I had the Hustons guy, Huston's guys bring me a bed down to the vineyard. Right. So then you start moving the beds around. And so then we just said, you know what? We'll put an extra. And actually, my special sister slept in that room when she came because she needs everything very dark and quiet when she sleeps. She doesn't like to Gets mad when the birds chirp. She gets, right. you know, Rana, Rana, you know. Tell them to shut up. You know, that kind. I I did find a couple of hamburger buns under the bed.
2: Yeah. I did. (laughs) I was looking. Well, you know, we. (laughs) Rhonda, I've never seen
1: you like this. She did go as the hamburger for Halloween one year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well she really loves that place <laughs> oh don't tell me she left buns i hope they ca- i shouldn't I ha- have told you i hope we don't ever have, have rodents
2: no you don't there's no rodents here there's no rodents
1: okay yeah. all right dear very good No, please we have a couple of updates but yeah she did go as the handbook <laughs> She was the only hamburger, hamburger that was carrying a Chanel purse for, <laughs> for a trick-or-treat bag. I told you she likes everything very fancy. Rana, pay. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's not cool. Pay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think the funny thing is she knows better. You think yeah, when she's right. saying pay, you think, oh, she's just a little – People say she's a little blunt. You know, the social cues are a little off. She knows exactly right. what she's doing.
2: Sure. Crazy she's, like a fox. Her favorite
1: moment is when it's time for me to pay.
2: Because she she knows that she's got one over. You one.
1: know what else she loves to do? She mm. loves to send her hash browns back at McDonald's.
2: There, why would anyone ever- Not that, they crispy. Get that, they do those perfectly.
1: Not crispy. What she does- Well, <sighs> the truth is what she does is she gets a free one. So she brings it back when there's like a quarter of it left, and she yep. says it's so no good. And then they give her another one. She's She's so
2: cool. really got the system Oh, no. She's-
1: out. Look- She is living her best life.
2: I I don't think she'd change a thing.
1: Her best life. Mm -hmm. She eats a bowl of ice cream before she goes to bed every night while she watches TV.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's a size
1: 14. And she gets, you know, she, and by the way, she does get all the fashion magazines. She still flips through them. So she'll pull out a page and say, you know, shove it in my face. And now we've got to go get her a Dolce Tracksuit suit or a, you right. know whatever it is she likes yeah. her she likes her flash.
2: her flash yeah well listen she yeah. she looks great
1: Hamburglar, yeah okay
2: i'd love to see any pictures you might have of that i'll one. see if
1: i can dig one up okay, but you know i'd you. have to ask her because you know i don't want to or if she still really... has the
2: costume halloween's coming up i could wear something
1: <laughs> <laughs> we might have it in the attic so maybe you could go as the i know you said for for a for uh Patreon book club, you were planning on dressing as one of the characters from the book. Yes, you hadn't decided yet, but mm-hmm. may- maybe you'll just come as the Hamburglar. I have to say, you would make a great Hamburglar.
2: I think I would too. You
1: have those, you have those robber's eyes. Oh,
2: definitely, and I yeah. love any kind of like, you know, Scooby Doo eye movements from a painting. You know what and I mean? There's like, no I love question to around. me
1: that you have a Zorro hat somewhere that you could wear.
2: I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. Well,
1: I look forward to seeing you as the Hamburglar for Thank Halloween. You. <laughs> All right, let's get through this place quickly. Do do your updates and your comments because then we've got to get to our fabulous guest. We have a huge party to have right now. I absolutely will.
2: Well, first of all, Ronna, we're four weeks away from the election. We should say
1: that. Coffee and vote.
2: Coffee and vote. If you get your AskRonnaCoffee.com, it comes with an exclusive sticker that says coffee and vote. And if you really want to go all in It actually comes
1: with several stickers.
2: Several stickers.
1: Our coffee and vote stickers. And then they'll be getting a sticker that says, I coffee and voted. Look. So that they hold, either if you're doing your mail-in ballot or whatever you're voting early, whenever you're voting, you reserve that sticker for when you vote. And then we want you to post it. Yep. We want you to take a picture with your iCoffee and Voted. We need to know that you had a delicious cup of and coffee. And I have to tell you, Juana,
2: all of the people who post the I Voted pictures with the stickers on kind of smugly, their world is going to be flipped upside down when they see what is iCoffee and Voted Excuse and me. why didn't I get it.
1: Hashtag coffee and vote.
2: There, you, there you go.
1: And I want to see all your gorgeous pictures. And you could even take a picture with your coffee bag and your voting sticker. I there coffee and voted. Yeah,
2: terrific. Also, and I just want to say, our we're Kiss giving Kiss our money. Mugs.
1: To, oh, we're giving our money to Patreon. On Patreon, though, to FIA vote for Correct. this month. Fair yes.
2: vote. Yeah. very exciting. We're only four yeah. weeks away, so you know, obviously, vote. Yeah. Um,
1: hey, make a plan. Make a plan. Yeah
2: and make it include coffee. Kiss Kiss I, Mugs. Kiss Kiss Mugs flying off the shelves. We can off barely the keep shelves. them on the shelf. It's absolutely yep. wild. Yeah, they're uh, gorgeous. They're gorgeous. They're very throwback in the most wonderful way possible. And most of all, they're out now. So And the, the, there
1: is a little thing there that says add a note. So if you want to send it as a gift to someone, they don't make it – gorgeous. And, and you know, they don't, they won't gift wrap it for you, but there is add a note. So if you want to send it, if Gojo wants to send it to agent, agent wants to send it to the seal or whatever. Oh boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Alaska is going to be getting a lot of mugs this, this winter. Sure. Okay. We got a comment, Ronna, that I thought was kind of cute. Do you want to hear it?
1: I'd love to.
2: Okay. Hello, Ron and Brian. This is not an advice question, but just a short I promise, story that I thought Ronna would appreciate. I so enjoyed Ronna and Arden Marine's well discussion say. of the Boston-Rhode Island way of talking and teasing. I grew up in the D.C. area, but moved to Boston right after college in the late 1990s as part of an AmeriCorps-like program. I was assigned to work at a school in Jamaica Plain for children with significant- City Year.
1: It was called City Year. City Year. Well, she didn't write that, but that was the program. City oh, Year. City yeah. Year. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was assigned to work at a school in Jamaica Plain for children with significant emotional and behavioral disabilities. From my first day of work, my supervisor and another teacher at the school, neither of whom I had met yet, had offered to pick me up at my house in JP and bring me to work. Yeah. The morning of the first day, I sat on my porch waiting for my ride to arrive. I was 21 years old, excited, nervous, and mm-hmm. very green. When a car pulled up outside my house, I walked up to the open driver's head window and said a little timidly, hi, are you from, insert name of school here, the teacher, a native Bostonian with a thick accent, looked at me and said in full deadpan, no, we're two crazy ladies here to kidnap you. Get in the car. <laughs> Welcome to Boston.
1: See, it's fun, Brian. We're fun. I love it. no. We're here to kidnap you. Get in the car.
2: There it is. I was like, right when I got the last line, I was like, I should not be the one saying this. But well, I thought is. you
1: did a great job. Thanks. That is so fun.
2: Now, Ronna, you might want to plug your ears for this one, but I do think it's very important to to to, to talk about
1: oh, this. Oh, boy. If it's more, I can't, if it's no. another one of your sex writers, I can't. It's not. It's not. Okay. This was. Okay. This
2: is just, you know, we got to get you acclimated to some new things. Dear Ron and Brian. <laughs> do Ron- it. <laughs> Longtime listener, first time <laughs> writer. My twelve years younger brother introduced me to your delightful oh. podcast early oh. on, and we've enjoyed listening and comparing notes. It has kept us connected despite a difference in age and location. He lives in Queens. they connect. I,
1: connect is they are separated by age, but united. United by, by fabulous taste. Correct. He
2: lives in Queens. I'm in Wisconsin. We so often find ourselves. You better be voting Wisconsin. I'm not. No kidding. Yeah. We so often find ourselves (laughs) with points of true connection that I've started keeping my own slide deck, if you will, in regards to red peppers, Rana.
1: Hmm. Don't stat with me. Taste them,
2: Rana. Taste them. I couldn't agree more. They serve little to no useful purpose in most dishes other than providing an uncomfortably lingering reminder of the meal for yours truly. So true. It was so nice to hear this logical position stated in such clear, forthright terms as Rana's. Kiss, kiss. Angie from Milwaukee. Oh, parentheses. Already voted. And I'm phone banking weekly
1: fabulous now that's
2: a listener Ronna.
1: yeah but angie needs to order her coffee so she'll get her i coffee and voted sticker and then she can put it on and show us that she with her with her ballot
2: now Ronna, can I, I read that's it?
1: very that makes me very happy i have me to say too. i do feel i want our listeners to know yeah that as much as we tease them and sure. sometimes we had on them et cetera. Et cetera they have so vastly improved the quality of my life in the last year. Huh. They write such fabulous letters to us. They're they really very thoughtful. Them. And they we have a wonderful audience, a wonderful fan base. It's I am delighted to share our fiftieth with them. They really we really think about you and we really feel connected to you when we do the show. I will say that.
2: I, I couldn't agree more, Ron, and you said it really beautifully.
1: It's a lovely community that we've built here in the Carriage House. I feel and very fortunate. And they're part fortunate. of that. But we can throw them at any anytime.
2: Oh, I mean, listen. Yeah. yeah. We appreciate the business, but look, business is booming. Yeah. We got some a couple of <laughs> iTunes <laughs> reviews I liked, Ronna. Oh. Would you like to read one or would you like me to?
1: I love it when you read.
2: We're going to do it then. Yeah. Kyla Riker says... Until universal higher education is established in the US, yeah. this podcast will remain my go to for the most prestigious educational experience.
1: Excuse me.
2: Do yourself a favor and get a free PhD in psychology from RBU, Rana and Brian University. Distance learning only, of course. This uh, is XOXO. What about that, Rana? That's so
1: nice. I love people, are so creative. Isn't it so wonderful? Creative. Yeah.
2: Callum Fam calls the podcast Joy, 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 gives us five stars and said this podcast is pure joy, laugh out loud, funny, excellent advice, all caps, delicious coffee.
1: So true. Ask ronacoffee.com.
2: That's where it goes. I coffee and voted.
1: Subscribe now.
2: I'd Listener, rather be
1: looking at it than looking for it. $3 off every bag. Always free shipping on domestic coffee orders and you can cancel it. at any time.
2: Ronna, that go, was really
1: good. Go on, dear.
2: Finally, Leblinsky <laughs> calls us Looney Tunes.
1: Le- Nablinsky,
2: Nablinsky. Okay, calls us Looney Tunes. Five stars, of course, and writes: "If you've ever been that child at a party that, rather than play with the other children, would hang around the adults to get tips on the best blueberry muffins, <laughs> or I, honestly, I am this child.
1: I <laughs> know this is you. This person's your soulmate,
2: completely." Or soap recommendations, this podcast is for you. It's so Rana true. gives advice from an artful and curated perspective, while Brian adds, let's say, out-of-the-box alternatives. After listening to this podcast for a year, my instinct was to give my coworker the advice to tell her family that her new boyfriend has short-term memory loss to get out of them getting too close. I never said they give good <laughs> advice, but they are entertaining. Five stars only. What about that, Rana?
1: I think that's one of my favorite encapsulations of the show I've ever heard.
2: It's pretty great. It really is. Because
1: I think it's pretty clear that we were both also that child.
2: Absolutely right.
1: No question. It's so funny.
2: You've all come to the right place. And by the way, I would like to say that our guest today, I think is a Rana or has been made into a Rana. What do you think, Rana?
1: He is I guest a He is definitely a Rana Insert. He loves the finer. You know what? I'm going to say yes. Okay. He loves the finer things in life. Yeah. He always looks perfect. He sure. knows just where to stay. He knows just which tiny little bar to have a drink at. He always knows what to order. He loves, he just, he. but he also appreciates the high-low because he loves a good laugh and yeah. he's very very funny, Hysterical. and I think one because of the he's, he's a director, people forget that he's also a performer. He's so funny; he's one an of
2: American comedy icons. My I would
1: favorite say. people to spend an evening with—he's the ideal person, just like Brian and I, Brian and May—to sit in the lobby of the Gresham Palace in you Budapest. Bet. You I bet. can't think to—I spent. So many hours whiling away with Mr. Fig there and Unreal. did the same with you, and he's just the perfect companion for that, so hopefully, when this is all over, the three of us will get a chance Gosh. to do that in some sort of exotic oh. locale.
2: I'll even put on pants for that, Rana.
1: you know what? I don't think he'd mind if you left them off he's that he's that nice of a guy great plus you've got plus you have such powerful thighs
2: my stems. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Happy All 50th, right. Dia. I yes, have you to too. tell you, I adore you. This has been such a blast. And you, Truly. I'm sorry that today will be my last episode, but it has what been such about? a one. <laughs>
2: About your biopsy, <laughs> Ron, it's
1: gonna come. Oh up. yes, well, I hope. Yeah, if one of my Listen, jaw falls off next week, I suppose I'll have to stop podcasting. That.
2: Just make sure, call your lawyer, um, do whatever you need to do, just get everything in order. Yes, and, ma- yeah. you'll
1: get. You can have the Range Rover and yeah, the Mercedes. Yeah, thanks, Ron. Yeah, and but, but Bob's classic car is going to join, and I just have to make sure that's well. I made think that's clear. up for discussion, but yeah, we'll yeah, figure it out. Certainly not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. I love spending this time it's with you. It's my favorite thing, Ron. And it's been a silver lining having you in the carriage house all this time.
2: Thank you. I, and I, do I, me
1: a favor. Please leave the vineyard as you, as you found it.
2: I will. I, truly, but, I mean, Rana, the cleaning
1: crew will come in, of course. No, I
2: will. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't really remember how it was when I came in. Well, then just honest.
1: don't break anything. You know what? I'm not even going to say that because everyone knows you break at least two glasses a week. Don't break any of the crystal. How about that?
2: Don't worry. I've already, you'll never okay. know. I'll okay. know. Okay. okay. Well, I, well, I didn't. Let's get okay. to I guess. Yeah, you got it.
1: Okay. Rana here as a special surprise treat for our fabulous 50th episode. We are putting today's episode up in its entirety at youtube.com slash ask Rana. So join us there and watch today's episode, which was a whole lot of fun. With Mister Paul Fake. we'll see you there. Thank you so much for supporting us through fifty fantastic episodes. We are so delighted to share the carriage house with you, and we couldn't have done it without you. Kiss, kiss. Okay. All right. So wait a minute,
2: Rana. This
1: has is- been this has been a summer of a, of incredible guests. It just has. It's been the summer of the multi hyphenate. It certainly has, Rana.
2: It really and, has.
1: And then I said to myself, we've got our 50th coming up.
2: We do our 50th wedding anniversary. This
1: is our 50th podcast wedding anniversary. We I have think, been together believe, nearly gold. a year. That's the 50. It is. I'm expecting a beautiful Cartier ring from you, Brian. I'll wait to see when it arrives. But... Well,
2: maybe our guests could give me one that I'll give to you.
1: <laughs> In any event, I said, how do I pull out all the stops for the 50th? I mean, who's worthy of the 50th is what I asked myself. I'll tell you who he is in the most gorgeous. I I feel sorry for the people that can't see the video of this. They should go to our Instagram if they want to see the video of this. Yeah. Uh, He is wearing the most gorgeous Sia sucker jacket with the most beautiful Orange silk tie, excuse me. I had to
2: tell you, Ronna, a little brione, we expect, a little we expect nothing butnia. less, and it exceeds our <laughs> expectations, even squid. so. It's unbelievable. Let,
1: without further ado, my dear, dear, dear friend
2: Bridesmaids, oh. The Heat, Spy, Never a heard of favor. Never, Never heard, heard of, of it. Him. Never
1: heard <laughs> of any <laughs> of them.
2: <any laughs> Artingstall's gin. Have you heard of
0: that, Ronna? Ah, there c- we go.
1: <laughs> I certainly have, and we're about to get we're about to get into it because that's our giveaway today. You bet it is. Paul Feig is here with us I today. Can't. Oh,
0: Ronna, Brian, it is an honor, an absolute honor, Ronna. It's always great to see you. Of I, course, I, I, we, go, very, we, we yeah, go back no. so far. Oh, exactly. of course,
1: yeah. We've had too many late-night cocktails that people that <laughs> that people is, have no, no business truth. knowing about. Absolutely no business what we discussed. That's our business and no one else's. <laughs> now, what I was doing last night, and this one people will then know when we recorded this if I tell them, but I'll tell them anyway. Mr. Fig last night, had a knockout blowout adding stalls gin slash bridesmaids viewing party yes. on Zoom. And oh. I attended...
2: Oh, you did? Thank you, Ron. I oh, absolutely
1: gosh. did. It was such a blast. It was so adorable. Started, <laughs> of course, with some dancing. We want to talk about your quarantine cocktails that you've been doing, of Thank course.
2: You. Right? How did you get the invite? Who? You. Okay. Or did it come with the plus one? Or it was
1: very just- exclusive. Melissa McCarthy oh. wrote to me from Australia. Oh. Yeah. And she said, listen, I know, you know, I'm not in the country. Paul's got this big party. I can't make it. Can you go in my stead? Mm-hmm. And I said, no problem. Of course, it's really nice and the, of you to step in. And then Ellie Kemper wrote to me. She said, "Are you going to be there?" I said, "I'll meet you there." Mm-hmm. Right. It well, was I know that Ellie. sort of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Ellie's been on the show, of course. Yeah. But Paul, tell—I mean, it was fabulous. You watched. It was live director commentary.
0: Yes. Yeah. It was like it was like interactive uh, director commentary track. Um, no, it was really fun. It was. <sighs> we just kind of were. Like, I've got some really close friends who had to cancel their wedding. Uh, They were actually going to have it in London. They are going to take the Queen Mary back. It was going to be this whole event, and they had to cancel it. And just realized, oh, all these people kind of lost out on their weddings. I'm sitting on this wedding movie that people seem to like. And why not just kind of have an event? We'll raise money for charity. We raised money for a great uh, charity called Family Promise, uh, who are taking care of homeless families, especially during this time. And, And we just had a lot of fun. And, yeah, sure, I talked about my gin, too, because I'm a promotion machine,
1: I guess. Let's talk about this gin. It's so fabulous. I even fixed myself as I was watching, I fixed myself a fresh grapefruit, oh. mint, and adding stalls, which I know your wife favors that sort of a cocktail. Very yeah. much so, yeah. Yeah. And uh which is fabulous, wife Laurie, who if she if I who's probably standing on the other side of the computer <laughs> making sure he doesn't he doesn't say anything, uh, <laughs> you know, inappropriate or, or does say something inappropriate. Right. She likes to crash my movie. show a lot. So, she uh, does. <laughs> she loves to sort of wander in. She's almost like a cat that just wanders into the background. Exactly.
0: Sure. <laughs> and then poo-poos my drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, the, she's the ultimate authority on whether these drinks are good or not.
1: But I had a gorgeous adding stalls and Fresh Greiford, admit. It and Mint. So, it's such a beautiful, botanical... Really, it's a very unexpected gin. It's not like anything else on the well, market this is that all I'm aware of. When Thank that
2: you. box came, yeah, I. Truly, was yeah. stunned by the magnificence of it. Yeah, it this gorgeous. packaging, the entire gorgeous. thing. I put it in my coffee this morning with my half and half. I have oh, to tell nice. you, it, it's <laughs> it's a gin for every occasion, and that that presentation was absolutely stunning. And I tried to convince Rhonda to
0: leave it in the carriage house, but she wouldn't.
1: Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I call I, it
0: it's it's a daytime and nighttime gin. So <laughs> fabulous. <laughs>
1: No, but Brian was watching Simple Favor, and he said, This must be how Paul does his martini.
0: And when I Blake said, Blake Lively yeah, is mixing the
1: Brian. martini. Yeah. I
2: I literally said, I was like, oh, I bet that's exactly how he does his martini. And Rana said, Brian, not only is it exactly how he does his martini, it's exactly how Dukes does a martini. Yes. Dukes So
1: Alessandro at Dukes does the martini. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Our hero. Our hero. Yeah. It's my favorite martini in the world. And uh, yeah, I wanted to portray it. In in the film, um, the funny thing is that Blake Lively doesn't drink, um, but she wanted to get it accurate, so I, I coached her through how to do it, and of course, she made it look great. But, that uh, so yeah. what is so the perfect? So she's only,
1: co- just pills, only pills for her. <laughs> only
0: pills. That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tic Tacs. What, uh, what? So how do you make the perfect
2: martini? And I say martini with I think everyone should know that I mean gin, not vodka. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Thank exactly you. it. Because a,
0: a, mar- a martini is gin. A vodka martini is a martini made with vodka. Um, no, it, it, it's it's the, the Duke's way is it's the easiest way to make a martini actually you basically you freeze the glass you freeze the gin you take them out when they're all frozen you take a little bit of vermouth put it in the frozen glass swirl it around to coat the edges and dump it out alessandro's movies he dumps it on the actual carpeting and then you just pour in the frozen gin and cut a big twist, squeeze a twist over the top, bang, you have it. But it's, it's undiluted no by ice. No, no ice. No
2: ice. That was what I really took away from that scene was I was like, oh my God, I've been doing this wrong for years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're drinking straight gin. And then actually at Duke's, they, they limit you to two because I've seen businessmen looking oh, completely yeah. normal and having a conversation. They get up and one just completely falls over the table and passes out. Well,
1: that's – but that's Linda. I go well, crazy I when yeah. they bring out that They're bar either going to – they're either going to wet – this is – this is what I always say about London and everyone knows it's my favorite city in the whole world, but it is the only city that it's completely acceptable for a grown man and a businessman in a suit on a Friday night to stand outside at a pub at one of those standing tables and just wet their pants in front of everyone. And no one says a thing. Exactly. The ima- you see at least three, gro- if you walk home, from where you know in central london you will mm-hmm. see at least 3 men who have soiled their <laughs> pants and know what and they're still and they just keep going <laughs> yeah well
0: and and Rhonda, this is a pet peeve for you and i both about london yeah. is <laughs> If you if we say the restroom, they make fun of us. They yeah. want us to say the toilet.
2: Disgusting! No. And we truly—that is when they lose all we, credibility with we, me. Is it's when so they start true. throwing around the word toilet. It is going so to the gross. toilet.
1: You yeah. don't go to a toilet. You go in a toilet. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and, yeah. And but somehow we're the weirdos for saying. Yeah, we're the room.
1: crazy people for saying restroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. Paul, of course.
2: That's one of the <laughs> few ways it, we outclass them. But um, Very, I also just wanted yeah. to say they don't at Duke's. They give you kind of a look. If you ask for like three times the snacks before <laughs> you've had the alcohol, you know how they bring out all those snacks? Oh, yeah. Like the, the poop and plastic. They olives the little,
1: and, oh, the those, those, che- those uh, the rice uh, crackers. Oh. Yeah, and exactly. the cheese bites. I love exactly. a little cheesy bite. Yeah.
2: You can't just – what I'm saying is you can't just go there and not order a drink and eat the snacks. They no. don't like that. <laughs> Definitely.
1: Yeah. They, not,
0: they, they generally look down on that. There's only, <laughs> there's only four tables.
1: There's only four tables, Brad. Sure, I'm just
0: saying. It's funny because uh, it's my it's my favorite bar in the world and I take people there and to a person, everyone who walks in for the first time goes – this is nothing like I thought it was going to be because it's like walking into grandma's sitting room basically.
1: It's, which yeah, is you're right. It's which this. is what's so fabulous about it. It's so charming. It's so cozy. Mm-hmm. And actually, the hotel is lovely. If you're looking for a sort yeah. of small hotel in central London, they have a gorgeous little sort of conservatory breakfast room. Yeah. It's almost more like a and b because it's not a full service hotel.
0: And it's a hideaway because, I mean, it's literally yeah. down, you're off of St. James's, you turn down this small alley and then you turn down another alley and it's back there. So nobody knows is there and i right. do
1: love and so it's very quiet you just get a great sleep there and the bed's yeah. very comfortable but oh, yes. i do love uh saint james it's one of my favorites to walk at night on saint james is when everyone has gone to bed is one of my favorite things yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. one of
2: my favorite saints i'm just gonna put
1: it yeah and to take a peek in the window at barry brothers <laughs> yeah love it I oh, um, it's very
2: aspirational Okay. All right, Ronna, we're not here to talk about it. That's not why we're here. (laughs) No, we're not. (laughs) That
1: was nice, but it's really not why we're here. No, we can't come back drink
2: Artingstall's gin and answer some advice.
1: There are desperate people in this world, Brian. There really are. And they need the assistance of three people who are not in any way qualified (laughs) other than being complete successes in life. That's the (laughs) only that's the only thing that qualifies, I would say. But we're not doctors. Ronna, I have to say therapist. something. If you yeah. were a
2: man, I think you would be Paul. I like that. I think I, you've got I, I, that sophistication. I'm speechless with
1: how compl- and, what a big compliment <laughs> that is. That is that a bespoke
2: suit, Paul? It seems like it might be.
1: It's this all- actually
0: is not. I, most of my suits are bespoke. This one is not. This is actually, believe it or not, just a, a Brooks Brothers, but I it's had a fabulous. tailored. So It's fabulous,
2: Ronna. I, so I, all I the could the tailoring at all.
0: You could get now- a suit from, from, you know, from uh, the Banana Republic, and if you have it tailored right, oh, you get a beautiful suit from Brioni, and if you don't do it right, it looks terrible.
1: We had Clarissa yeah. Wood on last week. Do you know oh, who she is? The yes, CNN chief international correspondent. Yes,
0: that's impressive.
1: maybe you've heard of Syria, maybe you've heard of Putin. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm she's not friends with we, <laughs> we had her on last week, and I think she was a little surprised when I said to her, You know, Clarissa, I know you're roughing it. She was, you know, tell, she wrote a fabulous book. It's a great read on all fronts. All right. And she was talking about this and that. And I said, You know, Clarissa. If you think I haven't noticed, you get all your clothes tailored before you hit the, the battlefield. And she sort of gave a little extra smile. Which, Of course she does. She's <laughs> six foot two and a half and yep. gorgeous. And she knows how to get a, uh, a utility pant tailored. Let's put it that way. <laughs> what a quality. But she's still on camera. She's still on country. camera. You yeah. have to have that popped collar. You have that popped collar. Exactly. It's all about image. Come on. You, um, have, to,
0: you have to have the talent first and then the image second.
1: Exactly. All right. That's the way I, to go. I'm going to read our first question. Heading and I on. will say, I want people to know, Brian, this is a scratch and sniff. So basically, what that means, Paul, it's a watch and one, or a listen and learn, or, or yeah. a scratch and sniff, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we're going to be giving away to our, our giveaway today is a gorgeous bottle of adding Stall's gin. Excuse yes. me. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, unless, of course, whoever we're giving away to has some sort of a, uh, you know, proclivity. A, sure. uh, to too much alcohol in which case we'll find a replacement for them Fiji. but we won't let that limit we won't that let, let that let that limit us now we have yep. to just make our decisions based on our, our hearts and our minds That's but right, also paul has been kind enough you may notice his gorgeous pocket square he's never without one he did a limited edition adding stalls pocket square a paul feed pocket square and he's giving us a few of those to give away on our Instagram. So listen, there'll be a trivia question on the Instagram. We're gonna give away some pocket okay. squeeze. Ronna,
2: it does it break any rules if I answer.
1: You can't no. <laughs> okay. No, you can <laughs>
2: right, just check Brian, I'll hook you up, my friend. I'll Thank you so up. much.
1: Paul, why don't we that. wait and see how it goes? Okay, Brian, no,
2: that's right. Yeah, it's, really,
1: it's really it's <laughs> really a carrot and a stick with Brian. You can't start <laughs> giving him an award at the top of the show. or he'll just check out entirely. <laughs> that is he'll start true. swirling his crystal light and say, Why don't you make Paul answer? <laughs> that- why do I <laughs> (laughs) have to do any work, yeah.
0: Don't pay the masseuse in advance.
1: Exactly. Fair enough. (laughs) I wonder if you should pay the masseuse in advance, depending on the service you're expecting. (laughs) Well, it's a little bit like these caviar or DoorDash. On caviar, you can put the tip in ahead of time. Yes. And if they know they're getting a big tip, they're bringing your food quicker.
0: I see. Oh, Oh, but uh, I I, I always thought maybe it's if they don't know if it's coming, it has to be performance-based, so...
1: I think it used to be that way, but we're living in a very different time you know now. What? Everybody
0: bro. helping us should get all the tips they should get. That's yeah. right.
1: Okay. Dear Ron O'Brien, an illustrious guest. No kidding. I know you both appreciate when writers get straight to the point. So here's my question. How many times is too many times to move due to my husband's job? Here's some ba- – don't worry. I wish that was the whole question tonight. There's 14 more paragraphs. By getting to the
2: point yeah. and then saying here's the background that's not yeah. quite <laughs>
0: – Maybe he's just just trying to get away.
1: All that (laughs) is is a thesis statement. That's all that is. (laughs) He has some background. My husband and I have been together since high school, took college breaks here and there, and then got married. I'm certain that that's not important to this, <laughs> to this question, but thank you, dear. We're both 32 and are in the midst of trying to start our family. Mm. He works as a technical, technical engineer, and I'm the company director and teacher for a dance studio. Mm. Before moving here, we lived on Long Island, where we both grew up. Shortly lived in Brooklyn, then made our way here. Mind you, each time we've moved, it's been because of his job. We currently live about twenty minutes north of New York City, and I absolutely love this town. Close to the city, close to the mountains, right on the Hudson, cute village in Main Street. I love where we live! Two exclamation points. <laughs> we've been here for almost four years, and I feel like we've started really planting roots in this town. The people are great, and yes, I might be in a somewhat of a micro-liberal bubble, but I feel safe and welcomed in this town. Here's the problem: my husband's miserable. Not with where we live, but with his job. His position has morphed and changed over the years into this stressful job that he didn't originally sign up for. Mm. I get it. Corporate companies suck and will always take advantage of people, but it's getting to the point where it's affecting everything, even his health and our relationship at times. Mm. He's had great offers and other opportunities for work, but they are back on Long Island. In my opinion, there's nothing for me back there. Been there, done that. When we first moved here, I picked up everything and started from scratch again and created a community of friends and support and found a job I love with students I truly care about. To give that up and start all over again for a third time would be heartbreaking. Also, we're trying to start a family and I would be going into a place where I have no support system and be forced to find a new job myself. Mm. I refuse to become only a mom and housewife. I need to work. Am I crazy and selfish for wanting my husband to, quote, suck it up for a little bit longer, or wanting him to turn down these amazing opportunities for the sake of staying here? I feel like I've compromised every time we've moved because I've had the mentality that he makes the majority of our income, and we couldn't survive alone on what I make. Oh, really? (laughs) teachers are overpaid on on giving children ballet lessons after school. You couldn't afford them. You couldn't live on that. It doesn't make what I do less important or valid, but I do bend the knee. But do I bend the knee yet again for the sake of money? Do I keep pushing it? The idea that he can find another job without us having to move part of me feels like a stubborn toddler digging her feet into the ground crying. I'm not going, but another pet feels like we're supposed to be here and I'll be the miserable, miserable one. If we move back there, any advice would be much appreciate, much appreciate. Oh, <sighs> appreciated. Yeah. Love you. Both. This letter.
0: Yeah. Listening <laughs>
1: to you guys brings me so much joy, like a warm hug in this cold, crazy world. Kiss, oh. kiss. B.
0: Hmm. Well. Well, well, well. What do you think? Well, I mean, it doesn't sound like they're moving. I thought they were kind of moving from state to state, but it sounds like they're just moving town to town. Um, hmm. You know, I, I never want anybody to be unhappy or have to sublimate to, to somebody else, but at the same time, is, his, is the job offer that he has... Really, that much better than the one that he has right now.
1: You think he should stay put for her? That's your instinct at the moment.
0: Kind of, um, but I don't. Again, I don't know how far they're moving. I, I, if it was like oh, we have to move to California, we have to move to Wyoming or something, that'd be like mm, okay. But this sounds like maybe she just has to drive a little farther to see her friends.
1: Right now, they're living in Hudson Valley. Right. So they're living in one of those cute little Nyack or this or that towns mm. just north of New York City. Rosie they O'Donnell can take lives the there. train and yes, she does, of course. Uh, they can take the train in, and it looks like a American Main Street. Plus, there's all these people that moved from Brooklyn up into the Hudson Valley because they got priced out of Brooklyn. Uh, so there's probably some good restaurants and some fun people there. So they feel like they still have a foothold in this urban, suburban thing. She grew up on Long Island. So this uh, these other jobs are back on Long Island. And that's true suburbia and more provincial, I would say, right. than where they're living right now. And mm. that's what she doesn't want to go back to.
0: Yeah, I get that. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's very it, – it's always – hard when two people have careers. um, Sometimes, I hate to say this, sometimes it comes down to who's making more money, who's the main breadwinner, um, just because it it is about, you know, that's the reason a lot of people are working is for money. Um, So.
1: And they're about to start a family.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: That's where I was wondering if, I think it's easier to, just to that point specifically, I think it's easier to move before you have a family than it is when you're pregnant or have already delivered a baby. So that to me, that being a roadblock, that they're starting a family so she doesn't want to move right now, doesn't really Mm. make a ton of sense to me. Um, I think it's an excuse that she's found for herself to not move. And I listen, what sucks about this question is that she has essentially said, I will be unhappy if we move. And he has said, I am unhappy right now. I give a slight advantage to him only because – she doesn't for sure know that she'll be unhappy wherever they go. And he knows for sure he's unhappy right now. Right. Um, And I just feel like they're too young without children or anything to be unhappy in what they do. But I also don't know if this is chronic and maybe he go he does this, you know, mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. I wonder about that. Cause he's had a, bunch of jobs. They've moved for his jobs a couple of times. Right. So I do wonder if he goes to these, and maybe that's a thing she doesn't want to say about him, which is after a while you have to sort of say who's, And, and or maybe he's terrific at what he does and he just gets poached all the time. So that's great too. I mean, right. that's another possibility, but it could be that everywhere he goes, there's sort of a problem and then you know, at right. some point you have to say, what's the problem? Is it the place or is it me? And she, you know, there's a pattern, yeah. but it's very tricky because what she does, she's an artist, she's a dancer, right. she has found a way to be happy and is incredibly fulfilled by not only the connections that she's made in this town, but the school that she's running, the troupe that she's running—that's a very hard thing to find. Yeah, I would say. I mean, mm. think of a think of an actor in a tiny little, uh, you know, theater company. Mm. You sort of people always say, "Oh, when you move to St. Louis, they have theater there. You could be an actor there." And you think, maybe. Mm. I mean, you know, it's just not really. Right. So she's she's found this sliver of happiness. I don't think we really have enough information about him and what's going on with him. But what I would suggest is having a very frank conversation with him. I wonder if there's a way at work for him to affect his situation so that he's enjoying it more. That he isn't, maybe he's just a little tapped out at the moment. But maybe there's a way to move to another team or work on a different project or something where he sort of gets a new... Feels renewed by the job, even though he's staying in the job.
2: Also, yeah. to Paul's point, is this, I mean, I'm assuming the answer is no, but is this commutable? Because that struck me, too, that this wasn't major moves anywhere. Yeah. This was just sort of basically one borough to another.
1: But to, what it's get, like. to get from Westchester to Long Island, I mean, right. he'd probably be commuting, I don't know, an hour right. and a half or something every day. Or, but I think it's tricky. I think yeah. it's very tricky. She's already imagined they're living in these adorable little tents. She's already imagined pushing her pram down the main street and all all of her friends are having kids because they're thirty two sure. and yeah. it's it's all Running of Running
2: into Rebecca De Mornay, who wants to nanny for her, <laughs> what
0: we'll yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah. Well, who, Ron, I mean you bring up a, a, a point, which is you know, Lori and I had a have had a friend number of years ago who was any job he would get, he would be miserable in. Yeah. And, you know, and it just became, you know, after you, in the beginning, you're like, oh, that sounds terrible. And then they go the next thing, like, oh, I'm so sorry that didn't work out. And then you get about to the fourth one. You're like, maybe the problem is not with those people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> something you're looking for that can't, an itch that can't be scratched, if you will.
1: And I'm not suggesting uh, it's a terrific idea to start sort of poking that with your husband. But... If you know that that pattern exists, it is in your interest to try and help him figure that out because you're trying to get him to stay in this job at the moment. Yeah. And I do wonder, I don't know what he does really, but I do wonder if there aren't other companies around there where he could do the other thing and maybe the, do the same thing. Maybe the commute's a half an hour. Maybe it's 45 minutes. Right. But it is tricky because I think it isn't really about Is his job more important than my job and money and blah, 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 if they're starting a family? What it's really about is the fact that she has found a community that she feels comfortable and supported in. And she has already imagined what this life is going to be.
0: Well, what about this? I mean, maybe this, if he's not happy in these jobs and has bounced around, maybe this is his moment. He's 32. He couldn't be younger to start his own business. Cause that kind of business sounds very, you know, consulty. you know, hire out yourself, or maybe it's even more than that. So maybe this is an opportunity for him to spread his wings.
2: That yeah. is a great idea, especially because I don't know if he's, you're Let right. If you drive on,
1: to long Island and spend three nights at a Hampton Inn. who cares? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, if he's running his own business, who yeah. cares?
0: Yeah, that's true. And he's invested in yeah. he, and then he, and then he can make, he can change the situation.
1: Yeah. You,
2: It is, I think it is a little bit of a, it could be a case of that, what you were both talking about, that sort of wherever you go, there you are. You have to deal with yourself anywhere you go. There is, do you know, do you, there's one thing that I'm thinking that could possibly work. Do you remember the story of the grandmother in Orange County with the Victorian dolls? (laughs) No, I do have a memory of that. Okay, there was a grandmother in Orange County, or maybe a great grandmother. I don't know. Or honestly, maybe she just didn't have any grandchildren, but she had a (laughs) just an old
1: woman. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: think actually she didn't have grandchildren, so she was just an old yeah, an old woman, Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) just a
0: just a an old childless hag. (laughs) Yes. So my autobiography is going to be called "Just an Old Woman." (laughs) (laughs) By the way.
2: (laughs) <laughs> so, she had this huge collection of Victorian dolls, and she thought to herself, you know As what I'm going to do? do?
0: And by the way, I, mean, I think
2: we can all agree <laughs> that Victorian dolls, after like five years, always have one wonky eye and just look wrong. Like yes. there's something very If you want to
1: go to bed every night, if you have a fear of being murdered in your sleep, <laughs> sure, it may actually be the only cure for it. Because it's sort of that thing of confronting your fears. Mm. So if you have an irrational fear of being murdered in your sleep, yeah. get a bunch of Victorian dolls, put them around <laughs> your bed. It will exactly. confirm your fear, fear you that you should go to bed every night wondering <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be fan, murdered in your sleep. Unless
2: you're a fan of the Annabelle movies. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Annabelle's the exception if you love Annabelle. <laughs> but, I mean, that's how... It, I, Victorian doll uh, nerves um, yeah. got, got really mainstream when Annabelle came out. Mm. But I just want to say this what she did was she would drop off a doll at all the children in her neighborhood's doorsteps early in the morning, like 5 a.m. Voodoo. All these people went crazy because, and there was a big news story about it because it was like, who is this person leaving Victorian dolls and threatening my child? And they finally found the woman and she was like, I just thought it would be a nice thing to do. But what you could do, because it's always scary, leave a Victorian doll on the entryway of your home with a note that says, I wouldn't move if I were you. (laughs) And just see what he does, because that might be enough. <laughs> I think that would
1: guarantee the move. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I didn't really think it through. I think <laughs> right. Brian, I think it's brilliant, and I, Thank uh, you. <laughs> I, I want to go do it right now. To some people, I don't know. <laughs> I do too. I need to find some Victorian dolls to. Don't you have
1: a neighbor, Paul, whose dog keeps backing? Yeah,
2: we got and a few. Can, <laughs> that you can leave a
1: note for. Okay, Brian. Orange read County the next always one. does it
2: right. What Ronna? Yeah,
1: you're gonna read the next one, dear. Okay.
2: All right, here we go. I hope it's as long as the last one was. Uh, don't, don't worry, <laughs> one can it will. Hope. <laughs> oh, okay. These people. This one doesn't even start with a dear, Rana, Brian, nothing. It just says, big fan of you both. Hmm. I'm nervous and excited to write in with a question of my own. I'll jump right in. I, F27, which I think means female 27. I think so. I, F27, am seriously considering proposing to my partner. M37. Mm. And I'd love your advice on planning something special.
1: Oh.
2: He's the true partner in every sense, and I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with him. Oh. We've talked openly about marriage and our future together. In fact, he purchased my ring back in May of this year, a 1930s Lavender Star Sapphire set in platinum. Thank you. We've both had a rough few be months. Be careful to-
1: with the platinum, dear. It's softer than gold. So you just want to be careful when you're not, when you're banging it around, you She's can get... She's like a
2: chew on it, Ronna.
1: You can get a few... <laughs> People make the mistake of thinking you can just wear platinum all the time. That's, well, all, anyway.
0: Good to know. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You.
1: I apologize. It's the other way around. Gold is softer than platinum. Is that oh. right?
0: Mm, I'm not sure. I, I think you might be right the first time. Okay. okay. People have tried to steer me away from platinum watches.
1: Oh, okay. Like so maybe that's, I was right. Okay, go on.
2: We've both had a rough few months due to stress at our jobs, changes in medications, and of course, the pandemic. These are his reasons for not popping the big question yet. In addition, painst- okay. in addition, he is painstaking. In addition, he is painstaking
0: and deliberate. I'm
1: always uh, fascinated by these open dialogues about <laughs> b- about engagement.
0: I used my medication, so, so I can't propose to you. Yeah. That was <laughs> taking a darker turn. <laughs> it yeah. is, it is,
2: it is. Okay. Uh, in addition, he is painstaking and deliberate when it comes to planning and also lives with ADHD, both of which I think work against him planning the grand gesture he imagines. I believe that. He's expressed that he wants it to be during a long vacation. I want to be the one to propose for a few He's reasons. He's on the
1: longest vacation of his life right now. It's true. <laughs> <I'll Yeah. say. laughs>
2: I want to be the one to propose for a few reasons. Our relationship bucks most gender norms and is something that we have purposely created to fit our individualities. So it bothers me that I have to sit and wait for a man to make a grand gesture to. What did choose, you say that was
1: called, Brian? Pegging?
2: Which. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she puts on a strap-on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it bucks,
1: they said it bucks most gender norms. I can only imagine that's what we're talking about. Sure. Okay, go on. She's yeah. the she buck
0: and he's the doe. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's right. Pez-ing. Pez-ing. <laughs> that's right.
2: She just opens up her throat and shoots oh, one out. Oh, I know what Paul's
1: suggestion is going to be. Put the ring in a pez dispenser. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, Not you know bad. me too
2: well.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, just, Paul seems like the kind of person who would have a closet covered in dust with a ton of pest dispensers in it. He just seems like that kind of guy.
0: At one point, until my wife made me get rid of them, they, they were
1: there. <laughs> Before he was a man that had a wife, that's the go. man he was. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I want to be the one to propose for a few reasons. Our relationship bucks most gender norms and is something that we have purposely created to fit our individualities and pegging lifestyles. So it bothers me that I have to sit and wait for a man to make a grand gesture to, quote, choose me as a wife. I want to be engaged sooner than later, and with the pandemic, I don't think we will ever be. I don't think we'll be going on a vacation anytime soon. I would prefer the proposal done over dinner at home, on the local waterfront, or during one of his amazing full body massages. Oh,
0: (laughs) complete with pegging, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No uh, fee negotiated up front. Yeah, paid paid for. Paid for after that. Exactly.
0: (laughs)
2: This sounds truly like a, a Daniel Steele special. Yeah. <laughs> in, in what ways can I respect his wishes to have a romantic, memorable, intimate proposal if I propose to him? He's an information security professional, and he loves oysters. Our old orange. <laughs> he loves oysters. Our old orange cat.
0: Hiking, Solitude. Wait, is the old orange orange cat's name Oysters? (laughs) That's kind of how it sounded. (laughs) Sorry, I hate to interrupt.
2: That's so good. (laughs) He loves Oysters, our old orange cat. (laughs) Hiking, Solitude, ABBA, Crime Procedurals, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, and he has said that he wouldn't be offended if I proposed. Okay, or I did one. Should I just be patient and wait for whatever is up his sleeve? It's just been a few months since he bought the ring. I'm Ooh. sorry if this was too long. Thank you so much for your insight. Cameron in Baltimore.
1: Hmm. Boy, does Cameron want her hands on that ring, huh? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just burning a hole it. <laughs> in that box. Yeah, just go put it on. <laughs> well, Skip now, all of this.
0: <laughs> now, Rhonda, there's one thing in this that, that wasn't mentioned <laughs> that I just I'm wondering if what your take is on how this affects things, which she is f twenty seven and he is m thirty seven yeah is that a, that's a ten year age he's te- do you think that's playing into this
1: well i think it is because i think that this i think the a d h d and the this and the that maybe it plays in a little bit to his uh Maybe he's a trepidatious person who, who really plans things. That, you know, maybe there's some anxiety or whatever it is. But the things that make it so that he can't move forward it's in certain ways in life.
2: Can't make a decision about it.
1: But you know. it might also explain why he has difficulty moving forward in certain ways in life. I mean, he's 37. He's never been married. Never, never. Pro- he obviously likes being in a Look, you know I'm not a person that believes everybody has to be married. So that's fine. But... He's 37. They're in this long-term relationship. He's bought the ring, but they hit, but he hasn't moved to that next step. I think she knows deep down that I think a big part of their normal everyday dynamic is she keeps the train on the tracks and keeps everything moving forward. And we have this on Saturday and this on Sunday and he sort of, and he enjoys that, but he goes along with all of that. And now this is a moment where the control dynamic is switched for this very instance, thanks to generations and tradition and this and that. And she is 100% not comfortable with that. This is a, a woman who wants everything done on her timeline, including that goddamn ring that she picked out that's not on her finger already. And it's exactly the way she wanted it. And she wants it and she's ready to get going with that. And now because social norms or whatever in the past have predicted that, uh, have uh, prescribed that he's the one that has to ask her, she's tapping her fingers like a cartoon character on the desk, just waiting (laughs) for this to happen. So she wants to get on with it. And if that's really their dynamic, Look, you're going to learn something. If this yeah. is what you want to do, you're going to find out if this guy's ready to be married or not. Yeah. You're going to find I, out I, real fast.
0: I, I agree with you, Ronna. I think yeah. she has to take the, you know, the bull by the horns.
2: It would be an enormous mistake to not involve Oysters, the old orange cat. What? Which, by the way, I'm with you. I just, Paul, I'm going with it. I think, I think the cat's name is Oysters. I am with you. I'm 100%. Okay. And you've just got to get that cat. Trained now to learn how to speak or something to say, hey, will you marry me? Or you have to figure out if that cat isn't part of your engagement and in the photos. I think it's a huge mistake.
0: You you put the ring on on oysters collar, <laughs> yeah, and uh, let him walk up. What could be well, sexier? And then you
1: and then you scare the, scare oysters. I don't know. You goose him from behind and see how far he runs. You'll goose never see him. you'll never see oysters or the ring again. <laughs> Paul Paul what do you think A about the age difference and B there are so there this letter totally takes place on two tracks mm-hmm. there is the letter she wrote to us and then there's all these little micro conversations that they've had in between yeah where they've discussed every piece of this thing yeah, and there's then, a lot of subtext and now they're still waiting for this romantic trip or this romantic moment but they have literally discussed every beat of this engagement including her saying by the way i'm getting tired of waiting would it bother <laughs> you if i asked you and he said and he shrugged
0: <laughs> that was his affirmative <laughs> i mean yeah. what do you
1: what do you think about that gentleman
0: uh i I, I agree with everything you said up front in that I think he's a guy who likes to have somebody else take control, but maybe this is his one moment to feel more like he's not, this is a very strong word, so I don't mean it this way, but not he's not feeling a personal emasculation by by having her control yeah. everything, so he wants to control it himself, but he might not be ready to do it, or he might just be sort of a timid guy. Look, I the age difference, I, my wife is six years older than me, so uh, and that works great. I'm really a very much a in praise of older women for guys because I think you know the, the maturity level of guys is is excuse, all over the place.
1: Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs>
0: That's right. So women are just you know are so ask, much more mature. Ask
1: Ron at gmail dot com if we have any younger listeners that are looking for uh, you know there wanting you to take wanting to take me to a socially distanced dinner.
2: <laughs> the Lobsterman has a friend.
1: Oh, Brian. <laughs> he does. And does he has all own, his teeth. Does he own the boat? I'm only interested if he owns the boat. He
0: he has the
1: boat. He has the boat. He has a hundred sparkling year, clean. He has yes. a hundred year lease on the boat, a freehold. I don't know if the there's a
2: title. I'm not sure about that
0: part. <laughs> have you, does, you seen love fraud? Is it in one of those situations he, where you know he's know taking what? care of the boat? <laughs> it might be. He um he's oh, very I'll have to say fraud. this. He's
2: very romantic. Uh, he loves this country and uh, the women in every
0: state of it. <laughs> When you, say, when you say he loves this country, that's starting to give me a Trumpy vibe. <laughs>
2: well, no, he is full, full Trump supporter. Yeah, I would but that's be happy we can know, can't I, we all? I'd be happy to know he even voted.
1: I'd be happy to know he even voted.
2: No, he doesn't vote, but he's very political.
1: So, um, when you so, proposed to your wife, or did she propose to you?
0: I proposed to her, okay. but, but I was I was a very timid. We were together for four years, and. I was just afraid of commitment. Uh, but then what happened was uh, we were together for the 94 Northridge earthquake. Oh, and it was so, so traumatic moved, to go yeah. through. Yeah. The, the, I, I remember saying like, I, I should do this now because you know, who know life is so fleeting. So uh, that, that it took an earthquake, a tr- you know a tragic earthquake, to shake me uh, into marriage. So that is
2: romantic, though.
0: I like that story. Yeah, it was nice. Well, it nothing nice. like
1: the threat of death to make you want to live yeah. a little bit. You more. Know,
0: whatever it takes. So maybe she should stage like a home invasion or something. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, she says she loves procedurals, (laughs) so you could do you could do something like that. Yes,
1: you could have somebody come in with a gun and say uh, propose to her at gunpoint. Right, and Uh, then (laughs) Fargo-like,
0: with hopefully not as tragic results.
1: If you don't propose to her, you'd hire an (laughs) actor. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, But I think just.
1: That I worry about a little bit. Because I do think...
2: Holding a gun to his head? I do too. Well, she's
1: already doing that. But I do think... Yeah, amen. I do think... Men prepare for that moment. Mm. And that... I think women all the time processing their emotions. How do I feel about this? How do I feel about that? A lot of times men are just sort of going, you know, if something spikes for you, something Mm. bad happens or whatever, then you're worrying about that. But this is sort of one of those moments where it's uncomfortable. There's a lot of that feeling of sort of, for some men, I really Mm. shouldn't generalize, but this is a thing that happens Mm. where a big commitment is coming and it just spikes the anxiety over what they're doing, what's the meaning of life. Do they make enough money? Can they afford a family? Why haven't I done this already? Should I do, is this the, whatever all the things are people go through when they make a big commitment. And you do have to allow people the space to work through that and come out. I don't, I don't think it's true that you don't have to put any pressure. I mean, it does sound like this is a guy that would be happy doing things the way that they, the way they're going. And you're not really happy with that, but, It is a tricky dance, that ultimatum, or whether you're taking something away from him in terms of him coming to grips with needing to make this big decision.
0: You know know what? Here's what I would say. I'd say she has two options. One is just do it and propose to him. The other is to very, not as a threat or like, oh, I'm so fed up with you, but just kind of like in a very sweet moment, go like, you know what? I've decided I will not propose to you.
1: Hmm. Oh, I like that. I do,
0: too. Mm -hmm. Because then throws it back in his court, and then he's so now... Because now, I think right now, he's going like, well, maybe she's gonna, so I don't even know what to do. I think he's probably more confused than that. I like that
1: a lot. And I'll tell you why else I like that. Because this will come as no surprise to anyone, but I'm a person who likes to know what's happening. What are we doing? What's this? Where are we staying? Do we have the reservation? Da-da-da-da-da. But there is also a certain amount of magic and uncertainty in life that you have to leave room for. And if you just propose to him in order to get over it because you have this plan and you want to quell your own anxiety and you want to move on with whatever your checklist is, you sort of deny yourself one of life's few surprises and unexpected moments. Mm -hmm. And one that, if you're lucky when he does it, he really puts you in mind, keeps you in mind in the way that you're trying to keep him in mind. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's not going to happen very many times in your life. Right. as an
0: old married. I will say that is a story you are going to tell for the rest of your life. Sure. So it better be a good one. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and maybe that story is going to be you proposing to him, but yeah,
2: exactly. Also, I would say maybe I listen, Maybe it could help him out if you had a friend that he could run stuff by if he's having Mm -hmm. trouble making a decision. like Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were just like, you know, I think if you wanted to talk it out with so-and-so, I don't know, just to to make it easier for him. Because I do understand um, not being able to make a decision, then getting really frustrated with yourself, and then getting angry with yourself, and then kicking the can. I I do understand that. Um, I don't know if there's just an easier road for him that you could create.
1: I do – I want to be clear. I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman proposing to a man. No, no, I don't
0: either. But 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 this to
1: me just feels like it's not happening on your timeline.
0: Yeah. He, he just sounds like he's got plans and he's just, doesn't know when to do them, and maybe she's kind of being more forceful. So it there is something about when somebody's being so like we're going to do this you can, that you do as a guy, at least myself, kind of sit back and go, all right, I'm just going to kind of you know.
1: And also, so maybe many, they want so many this, ways you know. I could do this wrong. Now that you've yeah. put all these conditions on it, I'm That's paralyzed.
0: Very and true. also that very she
2: wrote true. to us asking for ideas for how to propose to him means to me she's had no fantasy yeah. about what this moment would be like for her to propose to him. That's a great you know, point. She has no... She hasn't thought about that and what that would look like or really dreamt about that or fantasized about how that could look. Um, so that yeah. that's also why I feel like, of course, there's nothing wrong
0: with a woman proposing to him. Yeah, a man. if it was like I had... Since childhood, I've always wanted to propose to somebody on a yacht right. or whatever it is, you know. And or so- ever
2: since I met this guy, I've been waiting to do it this specific way. But you don't yeah. have any idea what you want to do, right? Um, so, but that's I just think another it's reason.
1: totally fine. I would add one more thing to Paul's suggestion of saying, "Look, just letting you know, I'm not going to be proposing to you." Yeah, that's. I great. think you could also say, <laughs> "Just letting you know, I'd like to be married by 28." <laughs> And I don't plan on proposing to you. Oh, and that's the last we're going to discuss this.
0: Yep. Or no more. See, that, that's the, that's the, the more ultimatum <laughs> one. <laughs> that might send them running. Well, no, you just
1: say, I'm ready for this to happen. You don't have to say it exactly the way I say right. it. I just I, say the pegging say, stops
0: until you propose.
1: Yes. I've decided <laughs> I really want to be married. Right. And I think we want the same thing. And I know I said, would you mind if I proposed? I've, I'm not going to do that. I'm right. not going to, you know, I'm not going to propose. Whatever, however, the, the best way to say that is. But I do think that is interesting because I think also if you say to him, I'm not going to do it, it might take some pressure off it. But he might just be sort of paralyzed at the moment, fearing that he's going to do this the wrong way. Well, I would and say And you might that he have to take a little pressure off of it.
0: He should do, I think you're, I think between us, it should be a two phase Thing, The first one should be the nice, you know, I just want you to know, I love you. I'm I'm not going to propose. And then give it a month. What do you think? Whatever you think, sort of the amount of time where you're like, okay, dude, get your act together. And then after that period of time goes by, if it doesn't come, then comes the more more pointed, direct. Has,
1: has anyone ever given either of you an ultimatum on a commitment? And how did you take it? Because no one's ever given one to me. I mean, I've, of course, you know said to yeah, Bob,
0: I, I've never I've never got one because I've spent my whole life trying to get out of relationships. And I wasn't in that many. I was really only in two before I met my wife.
1: But, but no um, but no one ever said to you, uh, I want to get more serious, blah, blah, blah. I want to move in together. I want to whatever it is. And that you put the brakes on when they asked for it.
0: No, the the funny thing was with my with Lori, my, my wife of uh, 26 years as of yesterday. Yes. Um, happy yes, anniversary. Thank you. She, she's so funny because she would just be like, oh no, like she would just suddenly do things. So, you know, she took this apartment that she couldn't afford. And I was like, oh, so I was kind of helping her out with that. But then she goes, I want to get this house. You know, we're going to rent this house and we'll move in together. And I was like, well, oh, wait, what? And then she goes, no, just come take a look at it. Just take, take a look at it. And then as we're there looking at it, she <laughs> basically goes, to the woman we will take it. And she's like oh, st- signing the thing. I'm like, so I, met, I went out of the on the driveway. And I had a panic attack, and she came out and very sweetly said, "Look, if you don't, I completely get it. If you don't, I just you know think it'd be nice." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, let's try." It. So, so it was it wasn't an ultimatum. It just she just did it, right? But for somebody as indecisive as I was in, in relationship at that point, it was it was the only way it was probably going to happen.
1: Well, that's an argument for proposing. True. Yeah. True. Brian.
0: Uh, yes, I I have been
2: um, sort of people are always of, I am trying like to wrestle you to the way. ground. <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, um, not all, I wouldn't say always, but my the relationship I'm in now that happened with the lobster of course that yeah. that happened a little bit and it it uh, it threw me off at first, but then it was it really just made me think about the entire relationship more seriously and to realize like oh no I do want that I just haven't wanted in the past, but people change and that's what yeah. I want. So it pushes me in the
1: right yeah, direction. Things you need gonna the yeah, yeah, things aren't going to change. Yeah, things aren't going to change. But I do think you should be careful about making sure that he feels like he also has some agency over his life. Because yeah. if you take everything, I mean, that also just sets the tone forever. Yeah. And I agree, he's 37. He probably needs a little kick in the pants, but- and Make sure he's he's a proactive force in the relationship. Well, she as well. may grow too. Because otherwise, to... you're going to resent him forever. Well, I
0: was just going to say, she might grow to resent him. And just then every time he's indecisive or anything else, like, oh, well, you wouldn't even propose to me. He's like, oh, boy.
1: Yeah. Then, oh, yeah. If you know. propose, you can't yeah. hold it against him. No. Yeah. Okay. Let us Do know what for happens. One more? We have one more quick one. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Ron and Brian and guest. Long Hello. time, first time here. My mom was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Luckily, it is stage one, and the prognosis is good. She has a surgery coming up, and I wanted to get her a gift that would make this period of time better for her, something along the lines of a cozy blanket or an activity to do while recovering, or even something to bring her with her in the hospital since, since she can't have anyone with her due to COVID. She truly is the matriarch of our family and is always giving to everyone else, including her 92-year-old mother, and I want to do something special and a little extra for her. She is definitely a runner. She, I love it when people say that, and then they say, she shops at Costco, she gets everything <laughs> at, at TJ Maxx, and she only eats lunch meat. She is definitely a runner. She enjoys the finer things, like a Cuccinelli sweater, excuse me, and she has her duties just like the Barbers, excuse me. She is very particular in what she likes and doesn't like and what she will and won't do, i.e. she goes to Starbucks every day for an iced tea but will not brew her own at home, has figured out Netflix, stasel anyone, but can't be bothered to figure out Hulu, fair enough, She loves a Cadbury Fruit and Nut Bar and a Dairy Queen Blizzard. Oh, she's a high-low. I love a (laughs) high-low. She has taken up knitting in the past, so maybe something related to that. You both always have great great ideas for gifts, so please let me know if there is something luxurious yet affordable I am not thinking of. Thank you, Becca.
0: I think I know the perfect gift. Oh. A bottle of red
1: I was going to say I
0: was reading your mind. <laughs>
1: thank, you, thank you. I would want
0: nothing more to be honest with you. Oh, she
1: can come booze on. It you up don't and want... when
0: it's empty, then you put flowers in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: come on. You don't want the girl who needs to propose to get the bottle of Adestars <laughs> so she could get halfway in and then throw it uh, throw oh, it at no. his head while he's playing a video game oh, and I just I say, her to "Where's just the goddamn the, ring?"
0: I want this other woman to go out and buy the bottle. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> definitely. <laughs>
1: I think that's a great idea. Brian, I'm <laughs> I, curious. You're going you're gonna to say the Origins bedtime body wrap, but the problem no. is that I don't think it's back on back in stores yet until Christmas. Do you until shop Christmas. at Origins,
0: Paul? Uh, oh, uh, I, I have been in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Paul they likes have, the
1: gumballs, the Origins piece gumballs, whatever they're that. called. yeah. They have a a body machine. hug.
2: They have a body wrap that you microwave, which for whatever reason Ronna thinks is ridiculous, <laughs> and you put it on in a, a microwavable
1: truly- lavender pillow.
2: Lavender or clove. Yeah. I co- tried to get you the clove one, but you didn't want any of them. No, apparently. I did yeah. But uh, <laughs> if you wrap in it, it's so luxurious. Actually, mm. that's not a bad idea. I mean, maybe yeah. there's a higher end one or something that's – but that paired with like – we always talk about those really, really nice like UGG slippers that just even if you're not yes. walking feel incredible right. on your feet. Um, something like that might be good. I, well, actually, I don't think you'll have
0: access to a, a microwave in the uh, in the hospital. Though. You
2: know what? Pew <laughs>
1: You're yeah. right.
2: Which is really the only reason I refuse to go to a hospital is I need to heat up everything. But maybe I don't know that. Might, that's always something that just feels good and feels luxurious. Is just maybe something like the a really really nice cashmere socks or or, or a set of slippers or or like a I, you mentioned it before. But just a really luxurious throw. Those are things I don't think people believe they should spend money on. But when they do, it just changes everything.
1: Hmm. So when my dearly departed mother was diagnosed with cancer, uh, I was obsessed with the fact that I was worried she was going to be cold while she was getting her treatments in the hospital because it gets cold in the hospital. And you would love to bring your own blanket, but it's sort of like being on a plane. It's a little bit messy. I think you need to think of this as a sort of first class Swiss air experience. And what I mean by that is what would you not only want to be comfortable, but what would you want to be seen in? Yeah. Because what is more glamorous? I'll never forget. I think I was at the Beverly Hilton waiting in the lobby for, to meet someone for a drink. Oh, so not the Hilton, excuse me, the Beverly region, Beverly Wilshire it, before they redid the bad when it was still <laughs> worth going to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wait. I'm going to dial it all the way back. It was the Peninsula. Oh yes. yes. So it was the sure. bar at the Peninsula. I was waiting <laughs> yeah. to meet someone for a drink. It could have been Brian for all I know.
2: There you go. I I, I mean I know it wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> they also ruined the bar at
0: the Bel Air Hotel. But I'm just throwing that.
1: They in there. They also ruined the bar at the Four Seasons Hotel. Excuse yes. me. Yes. True. Many several years ago, but that was a fabulous little. You could get any sort of hookah from anywhere you wanted and you <laughs> still and you still oh of course they're all these bars are full of hookahs and you but you felt like you were in a gentleman's club and now it's sort of some nondescript you feel like you're in Bratislava somewhere yeah in they a also uh, ruined the bar in at, um, indigo hotel or something
2: sure great views
1: where else did they ruin the bad brand?
2: circus circus I don't know if you've been there recently, but they, <laughs> it looks completely different than it used to.
1: In any event, there was a woman that had terrible, either MS or something, who came in to the bar. I think she was attending an event at the ho- at the hotel, and she had she was on crutches, two crutches, and they were wrapped in crocodile. She had chocolate brown crocodile wrapped (laughs) crutches. And I thought, that's how you do it. If you're going to have to do it, let's jazz this up a little bit. And if your mother's a true runner, my suggestion would be a fabulous wrap. So basically like a poncho or that kind of a garment where you're essentially wearing a beautiful cape or a beautiful sweater but it's, you're wearing a blanket. It's like a travel blanket. So if you have the dough, I would say a cashmere, gorgeous, beautiful, luxurious, soft as can be, that you would even have a positive association with putting it on. That's my first suggestion. My second suggestion, which I, which I did buy for, for my dear mother, but what I also bought for her, was a pair of UGG boots, those little, I think they're called the classic tall. They sort of go a little bit over the ankle. Basically what Brian was saying, the only difference being that you can wear them out of the house so that when you go to treatment, you know that your feet are warm. And when you're sitting there, it's like being in slippers, but the slippers that can go out of the house. And actually now there's so many designers that sort of a, a uh, thing that people are doing this season is a shielding lined boot. So you can choose from different things. But I think a bottle of adding stalls and a pair of Ugg boots or Ugg slippers is a fabulous, fabulous oh, idea. Yeah,
0: and Can I throw in one, uh, one non-boozy one? <clears throat> Please. Which is I think she could also, because also in the hospital there's not a lot to do. Um, yes. If you get a really nice, comfortable pair of headphones yes. and buy an iPad and load it with her favorite music, some of her favorite movies I love and some that. books that she might want to read, and then she's That's got that. entertainment set. That's I
1: love that idea, and I will tell you that Bang and Olufsen, mm. uh, they do their version of AirPods, mm-hmm. and they're absolutely gorgeous. They were on my Ronica list last year, Brian. They are sort of a, they come in a caramel colored leather case. They come in black and they come in this caramel, and if your mother's a runner, you get her the caramel Bang and Olufsen headphones and. That go and load up her iPad and it's a terrific idea
2: great nice. ideas yeah.
1: yeah but I will say this we do have one of those origins body wraps left in the in the carriage house Brian so really if you want we could send it to her mother but we could also oh. keep it for you
2: <laughs> okay well I have
0: three <laughs> so you're you gonna but you're gonna to have to send her a microwave Dude, oven too. That's so true. We, we need to send her so microwave. a microwave. That's true. That's right. We
1: <laughs> <laughs> can't send her a microwave. Just get her no.
0: a microwave and a box of hot pockets. And live honestly, like pop couldn't a
1: toast? Pop Why not?
2: Just <laughs> overload. Get her pumpkin spice candles, pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin, pumpkin spice
1: pop tarts. The best pop tart that they made last year. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, Paul. So okay. now comes the time where we decide yeah. who's getting our big arting stalls. Pocket square prize. Did I do that right, oh. Ron? Or are we giving away the-, the... the
1: These people may, are not getting the pocket square. They're just getting oh, the gin, me. and the people oh, right. the online are getting the- I, The scratch and sniffs get the pocket square.
2: Okay, uh, so Paul, yeah. are we going to give this gift to- the and couple. I want you to know
1: we're purchasing this. We're not making Mr. Fig give oh, us one of one of the four hundred bottles of gin behind him. Should <laughs> su- I have been calling you Mr. Fee? We support uh, yes. absolutely of course you should have Brian. been calling him Mr. Fee. I'm very
2: sorry. I'm I mean, very look, sorry. The now honorable you never, Mr. Fig. <laughs>
1: now you're never gonna work in Hollywood again, Brad.
2: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we gonna give this gorgeous Arting Stall's bottle of gin? Paul, that hold we are- up
1: the bottle behind you so people oh. that are looking can say. Here it
2: is. Be right a spokesperson.
1: Model, be a spokesmodel yeah, for a second. Uh,
2: well, that is everyone. absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Isn't that's that a gorgeous? That's a the bottle you leave out, no doubt about it's it. It's a here, here. beautiful
1: Art Deco bottle, Paul. It reminds me of the elevator at the Ivy Club, which is my favorite thing in all of London.
0: You're right. Oh my goodness, that, that's a, that's a great great comparison.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so and Rana, you're gonna. Um, I mean, I'll pay, pay for you back. It. Or whatever. I'm gonna pay. Okay, for okay, it. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Just we'll talk. About make it. sure. We'll okay, oh, wait, no, no, no,
1: I'm, I'm gonna, for gonna pay for it. I support okay. my friends <laughs> and Brian.
2: Yeah, just make sure that you know everything's signed by me too. All that. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> and then are we credited giving...
1: back to your account. <laughs>
2: yeah, but you still owe me for the tomatoes. So yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah, we're even. Yeah. Are we giving it to too much moving in a relation in a relationship? So the the guy who wants to move and she does not. Are we giving it to? How do I propose Yeah, or, you know, the proposal one, or are we giving it to uh, the, the, the woman whose mother it wa- wants to buy something fabulous for her mother?
0: I mean, I think it's a no-brainer, uh, to be quite honest. I think that, you know, having had a, a wife who went through breast cancer also, I think the person, you know, that person who's trying to take care of their mother and do the right thing deserves a lovely drink.
1: I, I, I think, think we're t- cool. I think people give cancer people too many things. I do think that. But <laughs> I you think, know what? though, Lana, they don't really ever think yeah. to
2: give them something like alcohol? Just really, I <laughs> well, mean, no, the why not? It's
1: for the daughter, not for the. We'll get the money. Oh yeah, no,
0: yeah, this yeah, is for the, the daughter, not for the, the, the mom. Well <laughs> no, mom doesn't get. The give it to the daughter. Yes, <laughs> I'm with you. So. She's
1: gonna need it. She's yeah. going to need it. Totally. And when she exactly. and, and it sounds like, look, it sounds like your mother has a very good prognosis and the yeah. things are, uh, that it's just going to be a difficult period. Yeah. But there are absolutely going to be a few nights where you say to yourself, I wouldn't mind a stiff drink. There you go. And if you don't drink, let us know and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll figure that. And then we'll send you the pop tarts if that's the case. <laughs> Perfect uh now paul you do not have to stay for this we what we do is we read a cliffhanger and then we do that on our patreon oh but i want to stay for this are you oh, sure fabulous. yes okay brian why don't you read the cliffhanger then oh
0: i'd love to Monica. and paul <laughs> Thank
1: just so everyone knows you at paul feig on socials at
0: paul feig on both instagram and on twitter uh i don't use facebook so don't bother to try to get me there because
1: yeah and where can people buy the gin
0: uh, the gin you can, I mean, it's getting out there all over the place. The easiest way to figure out where to get it and how to get it is to go to Artingstalls gin, all one word, arting dot com. Yeah. And it tells where you can either buy it in person or where you can order it and they can send it to you. I'm going to tell if you you're wanna... in Canada. If you're in Canada, it's at all the, uh, all the liquor stores in Canada. now. Those oh, government terrific. liquor stores. Yeah. We yeah. actually yeah, exactly.
1: have quite, we have actually quite a big Canadian following. So oh, good. that's good to Do know. Do you know yeah.
2: Moose Musselman? no no he's canadian
1: paul hasn't had the pleasure of working with Moose. he's a friend of
2: rana's oh yeah yeah Yeah, right yeah okay
1: he's a friend of yours too brian he's a friend of the show (laughs) i
2: know (laughs) see every time we talk about moose muscleman which i brought up this time i step into hot water all right here we go and i also (laughs) just want to say paul's instagram is kind of inspo and goals like you really should follow it's It's so fun to watch oh and what
1: about what was are you still doing your quarantine cocktail show
0: we're doing it. But we're only doing it about once a week now. We we did a hundred shows in a row so every single fabulous. day. fabulous! It incredible. was such
1: a bright spot. I have to say, Thank I you. absolutely I, love looking at it.
0: I feel bad that I'm not doing it every day now, but it just I fell behind so badly on work that. Uh, but uh, we'll do it. Yeah, once a week, and we love doing it. It's super fun.
1: Fabulous. Thank you.
2: Here is our cliffhanger. Dear Ronna and Brian, think of this email as a referral. My best friend emailed you and appreciated your advice, so now it's my turn. I'm 23, and while my friends are in a committed now relationship- Now it's my turn? Yeah, that's what she- I already am, I'm
1: already offended by the one idea One for you, that this, one for me. they thought that they were going to get their question answered, but yeah, okay.
2: I'm 23, and while my friends are in committed relationships and Instagram sharing their significant others, I wasted my time with an idiot for almost two years. A guy I knew from high school- a guy I knew from high school reconnected with me. He told me he always had a crush on me in school, but between me and you, I thought he was kind of a loser. I started hanging out with him. and I slept soon with enough, him
1: anyway, yeah. Yeah, I started hanging
2: <laughs> out with him. And soon <laughs> enough, we were doing everything a couple does. Sleepovers, sexy time, texting all day, emotional support, etc. cetera. But he never officially asked me to be his girlfriend. I was scared to bring this up to him because I didn't want to ruin anything and figured he must have liked me enough if he had kept me around for this long. After a year of the shenanigans, I had enough, and a year, and finally confronted him. What are we? He said that while he has feelings for me and likes having me around, he isn't looking for a relationship right now because of what happened in his previous relationship. I told him that if he didn't want to commit with me, I would cut him off for my own sanity. After about two weeks of not talking, he reached out and told me he missed me. And it was back to the same shenanigans that continued for another six months. Mm. I just couldn't let him go. Then one day I texted him and things seemed off. A couple of days later, I saw on Instagram that he's in a committed relationship <gasps> with a new woman. Oh I my I never heard from him again. It was oh, so- Oh, but you will- It was so hurtful (laughs) to see him commit to someone so easily after he was with me for nearly two years and wouldn't call me his girlfriend and gave me all these lame excuses about how he isn't ready to be in a relationship. It (sighs) hurts seeing him do things for this girl that he never did for me. We haven't spoken in almost two months. I've muted him on all social platforms, but still find myself peeking at his posts, which only makes me feel worse. Rana and Brian, what did I just experience? How do I move on from him? Because even though he never asked me to officially be his girlfriend, I loved him. And lastly, how do I enter a new relationship? Because right now, I'm done with these antics. Mm. Unsigned.
1: Well, well, well. Join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ask Rana for the answer to that. And I forgot to say... I, I, what I want for my 50th, Brian, sure. besides the Cartier ring, what I want.
2: Okay. Not your, well, you're well past, you're well past your 50th. I want the perfect.
1: Cartier. Excuse me?
2: Oh no, I'm <laughs> just saying, I, I just wanted to make sure we Excuse were talking me? about the pot. Well, I just didn't know if we were like, whatever we were doing.
1: First of all, you don't know how <laughs> close or how far I am from my 50th. That's <laughs> right.
2: That is Even true. Even my dermatologist
1: fabulous. doesn't know that. Yeah. Second of all, I'm talking about my 50th episode. Uh, right. And what I want is that gorgeous Cartier that has this sort of spiky, it almost looks like a spiky crown of thorns, okay? Uh-huh. That's the one I'm looking for.
2: So, What is the deal? Are they from the and devil? I'll tell you
1: right now, okay. I want it. I don't normally want rose gold, but I do want it in rose gold. Cartier only makes Cartier- snakes and thorns. Cartier, has; they make a, a panther as well, panther, don't yes. forget. Oh. Because I their gold, their rose gold is more of a yellow rose. It's a, just a hint. It's not terribly pink. So that's what I want. But what I also want is for our gorgeous Carriage House members to write to us on Instagram, to post to us or write to us, post to us, right? That's what they do. They story or they post or they whatever. Yes, sure. And sure. I want them to ideally take their adding stalls, Jen, but I want them to make us a gin cocktail and they want it. And I want them to send us the recipe, whatever they think it should be called. And they want us to celebrate us. And when we get enough of them, you and I will, and if Mr. Fig, if he's available, are going to decide what the best one is because Paul has come up with three gorgeous gin drinks. So don't, by the way, don't copy Paul's drinks and then try and (laughs) send them to me.
0: Yes, that's that's right. right, The
1: cake boy spritz. Is that what it's called?
0: Uh, Cake Baby Spritz, yeah.
1: Cake Baby. One. Why is it called Cake Baby?
0: Because that was in in, in um, Bridesmaids. That was the name of the bakery that you Oh, yes, of course. Oh, right. Of
1: course. Mm-hmm. The Cake Baby Spritz.
0: Which is the- just gin and Cool Web.
1: Gin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gin and soda and cranberry juice.
0: Correct. Yum.
1: Then mm. the Jordan Almond, which looks delicious, because that- I have a real soft spot for a so that sort of
0: That's thing. a good one, I got to say. Yummy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it's amaretto and um, maple syrup and mm. heavy cream, and it's uh, gorgeous. dessert gorgeous. And what
1: great. was the third one? The um,
0: the Fritz Bernays, which yes. was which is it's a, that's a little more of a novelty novelty drink. I will say you'd it's have mid- to have
1: Midori in your closet. Yeah, it's Midori,
0: yeah. which you know, but I which I actually enjoy. But it's Midori yeah. and lime juice and the gin. So there you go. Yeah, that's well, one for Halloween it, though.
1: Don't make yeah. any of those. No. Yes, for Halloween you could call it a witch's brew or something because exactly, it's yes. green. Exactly. Well, I,
0: just, I actually I just and invented put a drink. floating
1: eyeball in it.
0: That's right. Well, actually, I just invented a drink for Halloween that we're calling the Grimlet. Huh?
1: Oh, I oh like that. Oh my god, I
0: love a Gimlet.
1: What's in a Grimlet?
0: Yeah. What's in a Grimlet? Ooh. is it's 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 a, a it's a variation on a Cosmo. It's gin and um, uh, orange. Uh, no, it's gin, uh, Saint Germain, and lime juice, and a little bit of Midori.
1: to make it great
0: and then what you do is you take two pieces of candy corn you melt the top and you put them together and then you clip it on the side of the glass oh Oh, that's that is so cute
1: but i want a floating eyeball paul can you figure that out i like that i don't know what floats well maybe like we'll
0: peel a grape or something like when you know when you did a haunted house as a kid and you yeah exactly
1: um any in any event so send us your cocktails and when we get enough of them between that and the chili witch, we're going to have our competition. Oh, that's we, right. We never chose that chili witch. We waited for Halloween. So we're going to choose that chili I hate to our tell our you, but witch. I think
2: I think Arting Stalls is going to be on our Ronica list at the end of the year for holidays. Oh, I think
1: there's no okay. question. I think it's a given. I yeah. think it's a given. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Mr. Fig, it Mr. Figg. is such a pleasure.
2: Oh, truly. What an honor. You- Uh, So
1: handsome. I don't know how you stay so gorgeous during quarantine or what you're doing. Or or if you only have the – you always look so beautifully turned out. You're keeping your dry cleaner in business single-handedly, I think. (laughs) That's
0: right. I'm the only customer he has left right
1: now. (laughs) Between you and Brian's beautiful Caravaggio lighting today, his chiaroscuro.
0: There's a whole like like Danish painting thing going on there. I am also marveling at how great I look because this is not typical. So handsome.
1: All right. Have a wonderful weekend. It's so great to see you. Many congrats on all the gin and all of the wine. Is there anything we should be watching that's Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is yours? What else oh, of is yours?
0: Course. Uh, I've, I've also uh, produced uh, Love Life, which is on HBO Max with Anna Kendrick. Fabulous. That's a- Fabulous uh, uh, show. And then um, Last Christmas is streaming on HBO Max right now.
1: Oh, it's fabulous. just its just about that time to start watching Last Christmas. Exactly.
0: It's not too yep. early now. Yeah. And I'm
1: sure there'll be an adding Stalls cocktail for that. You can just adjust the Jordan Almond a little bit. Yes,
0: of course. Yeah. Exactly. And, and if you go to my Instagram page, all my old cocktail shows are all up on my IGTV. You can go back through 100-plus shows. And Ooh, I'm going to make one tonight. Goodness.
1: Yeah. Terrific. All right, but, kiss, kiss, Diaz. Thank
0: oh, you, thank, Mr. Feig. Rana and and Brian, you are the greatest, and it's it's an honor to be on here. I love the show, and it's just fun to be a part of it. Now,
1: fabulous. This this time next year in London, Paul, we'll meet you for a drink at, at Very Dukes. Very good, right at yeah. Dukes. Yeah. Ronnie here, letting everyone know that we're finally delivering on all the fabulous cocktails you sent us to celebrate our 50th episode. Tomorrow, that's Wednesday, excuse me, Brian and I will be going live on Instagram at 5 o'clock Pacific, that's 8 o'clock Eastern. I'm trying to be fair here by putting the Pacific people first for a change, and we will be doing a couple of cocktails and picking our favorite, all from the ones you submitted. So join us on Instagram Live. That's tomorrow, Wednesday, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Can't wait to see you there.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death